the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. You've tuned into Black and Right. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. And leading that revolution are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. I got my good buddy, Hop Daddy, on the boards. Welcome, Hop Daddy. I'm your host, John Anthony. Charles Love is off again today. I'm so very excited to be joined by two good friends, Aaron Delmar and George Pearson, for the show today. Good morning, John. How's it going? This is Aaron Delmar here. What's up, man? He's so full of energy. Yeah. What's going on, J.A.? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Black and Right Radio, and you can follow me on Facebook at J. Anthony Speaks. You can also follow me on Twitter at J. Anthony Speaks. Do you guys have any handles where people can follow you? You can follow me at, at Aaron Delmar on Twitter and on Instagram. At G-O underscore Pearson, G-E-O underscore Pearson and Instagram. Oh, Aaron, do you use Twitter, though? Oh, dude, I'm a Twitter hauntus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see a lot of tweets from you on Twitter. I got I to... Gotta, I gotta, Start checking you out on Twitter now. I did. I'm all over there, man. <laughs> George, you, I know oh, you do. Yeah. You tag, tag me a you lot, a lot, lot of those yeah. posts. Um, so, guys, we, the last week we did a show. We talked a lot about the impeachment in- inquiry, well, the so-called impeachment inquiry. Um, Aaron, what are your thoughts about this? What, is, is this a farce? Is this a coup d'etat? Or is this something legit? I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I think that they're going to be handing the Donald Trump uh, the next presidential election in 2020. Um, the Democrats are totally playing right into his hands. They're creating a bunch of hype over nothing. Anybody that ever read the transcript understands that it's a complete farce. And they're just trying to do whatever they can to repeal uh, the abortion of their election in 2016. Agreed. Now, here's the other thing. You just say something that's key. I don't think they understand the English language any longer because it's no longer being taught in school the way it's supposed to be. That's part of the problem. It, anybody that actually read, like you said, read the transcript of the text messages going back and forth and you're still coming out of that, then there is something mentally wrong with you. Do, do, uh, so, but here's, here's a bigger question with that. This is what I think. I don't think they really thought he would release the transcripts. And I think they're I, still going along with that script. They should have known better. He's done this every single time. This is not the first time that he's actually released after they went back and said, oh, he won't give us the information. They're still playing from the book when they went after Romney, when uh, Harry Reid stood in the well of the Senate and when talking about, well, he has it. You know, he didn't pay his taxes. And Romney and them played for literally a couple months on whether or not if they were going to actually get that information. I mean, you have to understand the Democrats here think they're playing checkers when actually we're playing chess. I mean, yeah. I mean, checkers might even be a gift. They might be playing Connect Four. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's just we're all gaming them everywhere they go. I mean, it's going to be an exciting. I know um, coming out October 14th, the RNC and the state delegation is going to be releasing all the Trump delegates. Right. Right. It's going to be coming out. Petition season is in full effect. Yes. yes. And um, people are talking about, hey, well, if you're going to be a delegate, which I am. 
Uh, what's going to happen if Trump gets impeached? Well, first, he's not getting impeached. I mean, he may get impeached, but getting removed from office, as we all know, is something different, Correct. which most Democrats and most average Joes don't understand. Nope. Um, never going to happen. But even if he does, that's going to give us a front row seat at the convention. Absolutely. For a, for a contested convention. I mean, I want to be right there to see that train wreck. <laughs> if you, we, This is front row, literally. Any Republican out there that are not out asking to become a delegate for the president and actually get a piece of the pie in this. Hello, John. Hello, right, I was John. John. Last year, I mean, last election. Okay, That's what right, about we this? Were. We, were, right, we were. We had a great time at the RNC. Oh yeah. So I went in for Ben Carson, so I didn't get a chance to make it down Ooh. there with you guys. But yeah. yes. Hey, I originally went down with John Kasich. It's not where you start; it's where you finish, yeah. right? <laughs> but I, you know, I, I was I was watching purveying the news, and I heard, uh, you know, New Gingrich is somebody who's been on board from day one. Right. Uh, I, I recall a conversation that Newt Gingrich was having with us at um, uh, GOPAC. And he was basically talking to a, a state rep. He's a current state representative who's been a Trump supporter uh, here in the Rockford area. I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants me to tell his name. And we know who That's you're talking about. Sure. I think we know who you're talking about. The one that does return phone calls. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cabello, get on him. All right. Uh-oh. Love you, John. Just kidding, man. Call me back. But, but he, was, he, was, he, was telling, he was telling us that when he saw Trump coming down the escalator, he knew that Trump would be the president of the United States of America. He said he knew it when, as soon as he well, saw him coming down the escalator. Well, Roger Ailes is the one that told him to come down the escalator and make sure to have the crowd there and have it all pumped up. I and mean, he was getting some pretty good advice, you know, from the, from the original OG. So, uh, you know. But what I, what I loved about what Newt Gingrich had to say this week, he was talking about the impeachment. And he actually gave a chronological um, order as far as when did this begin. Uh, here's what he had to say. Impeachment is about whether or not something happened of sufficient weight that the president should be taken out of office. This has nothing to do with that. This is a rush to judgment by left-wing Democrats who are engaged in literally a coup d'etat. Their goal is to drive the president of the United States out of office because they hate him. Now, I don't think partisan hatred uh, comes under high crimes and misdemeanors. And I think it tells you how sick the Democrats are. Yeah, you know, if you're listening to it, I mean, he brings up a really great point. If I'm the Democratic Party and my top three candidates for president are Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden. I'm like, we got to figure something out. We got to dirty <laughs> this man up bad because we got the guy that's probably not going to make it to election day because his heart's not working so great. You got Joe Biden that won't make it to election day because he won't know how to get there because he'll forget. Like and then you got Elizabeth Warren, right? I mean, someone's got to get Pocahontas away to the forest and into the, <laughs> and to the convention in order to inaugurate her. So, I mean, you got to throw some, you got to throw some bombs out there, or they're never going to have any kind of shot. Because at least we got our act together. I mean, we got our delegates going out. We're, you know, yeah. these guys still got fifteen people trying to get on stage. You got a guy. Is it fifteen? Yeah, they got still. Andrew Yang out there giving a thousand dollars away, and the guy's still in ninth place. I mean, you're giving away money, and you're still in ninth place. Whose money is he giving away? Right. That's the question. And we're not even asking that any longer. Everybody is talking about Donald Trump and the money that he's making. But no one is questioning this idiot out here trying to buy votes. Is that not, it, wait a minute, is that not something that we should not be, you know, up, upholding? Something we shouldn't be pushing? He's literally trying to buy votes. Well, that's the exact that, same thing Bernie Sanders after, is doing. Well, I mean, they went just, after he's Willie. He's paying for it in a different fashion. Yeah. Right. Free college education. Free everything. Right. Elizabeth Warren, we're going to give away free health care to immigrants. We're going to give away free health care and ed- college education to immigrants. My kids don't even have free health care and education, but we're going to give it to everybody else. So, so what happens? What, uh, what, what, does Trump get impeached? 
Does the Senate fold? What happens? What happens to this impeachment inquiry? I think the House is going to have a, a serious issue here because there are a lot of blue Democrats, blue dog Democrats in there that are looking at the fact that they will have to run this election cycle in those areas. Which Lauren Underwood. Yeah. Oh, no, I want them to. I want Sean Caston, our congressman in the 6th Congressional District here in Illinois. I want him to cast that vote. Mm-hmm. That way, Jeannie Ives can jam it up his rear end when it comes to election time. Yeah. Right? Evelyn Sangonetti, loved Evelyn. You know, she was a good friend. Unfortunately, she dropped out of the race yesterday, clearing the way for her. I know you might have Jay Kinzer calling in a little bit because he's going to be mad that he wants to get a little bit of the action. But right now, for all intents and purposes, Jeannie Ives is the front runner on the Republican primary side. And if Sean Caston takes this vote, that's going to be the second bullet. Because if you remember when Sean ran the first time, mm-hmm. he compared an abortion to getting oh, yeah. your, no. your gallbladder removed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the level where these guys are. And that's are. your congressman, right? <laughs> <laughs> I live in the district that he represents. Let's call it that way. Wait, did, were you just speechless for a minute? Well, I'll tell you what. Andy you know Omar's what? I want, speechless. If, if, you know, if it's Jeannie Eyes or it's Jay Kins or whoever wins that primary and goes on to beat on Sean Casting, if for some reason... They can't get the job done. We'll wait two years and we'll see what happens. I'm not afraid to get in the ring with Sean Caston either. George? We need to get our act together over, i say, in the 14th where we've got you know six competitors in that race. And we need to start clearing that field down so that we can actually have someone that's going to be able to take the fight to Lauren Underwood because she never should have got in there. And that's that to me is yeah. key. So, also. Well, the four, we have four guys over there. You got to get the two of them that keep running every every rotation to kind of take a step back and say, "Hey, guys, you're only allowed to run three elections in four years, <laughs> right? Maybe it's time for you to kind of look at the other pastors." Well, well, we should probably also have people who actually live in the district to run for the district too. So, that, right? that yeah, would isn't be a she? Isn't she trying to run for that key. spot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Sue, live in the district you're running for. <laughs> know the people you're trying to represent. We got a minute and thirty six seconds on the clock, so. Why? Why won't Nancy Pelosi pull the trigger? It, 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 the reason well, she's a Democrat, she doesn't ever do their own dirty work. That's mm-hmm. why she doesn't pull her own trigger, right? I mean, she's not ready to do the wet work. Us Republicans, we handle it ourselves. No face, no case. But look at know. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he sounds like he's tied or something like that. Tied in somewhere. Aaron, you know what? I, I worked with you for a long time, and I'm starting to think some things about. Well, you, you know, that. you know my policies. We never take violence off the table. <laughs> Ouch! There you have it from Darren Delmar. Again, she's looking at our power base. She's got a lot of centrist Democrats that are in some tough races that are coming up, and that's why she hasn't pulled the trigger on there. And that's she does not she she does not want to lose that that speakership. And she knows that if they do this right now. Now, I heard um, uh, Knucklehead from from up north, uh, Mike Quigley, talking about that. Well, they're looking to actually put forth the articles of impeachment sometime in, you know, around Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. Try to bring this nonsense right around the holiday time oh. when nobody is, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and see how far that gets you. Because I tell you what, right now, the Republican base right here in Illinois, especially down in through Will County, we're ready for this fight. So we're going to be plastering this all out. And they, they keep thinking that people are not ready for it, but we are. We really are. Coming up next, we talk to Peggy Hubbard, candidate for the United States Senate, to discuss her run, impeachment, and a whole lot more. You're listening to Black and Right on Facebook Live. This is Black and Right on AM560 with Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back. Look at that music. You hear that, Josh? Uh-oh. Aaron? Uh-oh. Aaron busts a move. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, Facebook Live. You know, if you guys were paying attention this summer, 
Uh, there was a candidate who's running for the U.S. Senate. There's a bunch of candidates running for U.S. Senate. Well, There's four well, of them. She, particularly of, 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 she looks like me and George. Yeah. Not you there. Sorry. Well, Wait, she, wow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she looks closer to me than she does the other three candidates. Well, well that's true, too. You know what I mean? Not so, everybody can be from Lake County. <laughs> so, but, but before I bring her on, though, I, 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 she, she, she made a comment. Uh, that got a lot of people riled up. He, he makes a lot of comments that get people riled well, up. He does. But this one in particular was, was something else. Let's hear what she had to say. Looking at all these tables and hearing the roll call that was just given and seeing these people not here to care enough about their state to be here, my question to all of you is this. Taking from that show, are we gladiators? Or are we bitches? Ooh. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> We're pleased to be joined by one of the Republican candidates for Senate in Illinois, Peggy Hubbard. Pe- Peggy, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I mean, that statement alone was just like, when, when I heard it, uh, I was uh, somebody had sent it to me. I was like, wait a minute, we got a fighter? Somebody that wants to fight in the Republican Party? Whoa. And I was like, wow. So, t- Peggy, what, what made you run? Why are you running for... The, the seat to, you know, dethrone Dick Durbin. With a capital D. Well, as you guys probably know, Durbin is from my uh, neck of the woods. Uh, he was uh, born and raised in East St. Louis, and he never lets us forget it every four years. That's pretty much all the time we ever see him is every four years. And um, I was uh, given information by my aunt who lives in East St. Louis, that there was uh, a street that was collapsing, a neighborhood street that collapsed on itself and was left like that for five years where citizens of East St. Louis, particularly living on that street, did not have running water or sewer or both. And I found that to be unacceptable. Well, Peggy, wouldn't that be a call for the local city council or township area? I mean... Yeah, Peggy, first of all, this is Aaron Delmar. You know me. You've been out to Palatine Township a bunch. Thank you for being on the call. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and just while hey, we're Aaron. talking about go ahead and put me down in the ga- gladiator uh, <laughs> line over there. Um, but, Peggy, so, you know, I heard a lot of great stuff about you. We, we ha- we've had the uh, opportunity to have you at Palatine Township. De- Dennis Wagner says hi, by the way. I know he's out there listening. Um, yeah. What is going to be the change? You've got a couple guys. We've got uh, with Tartars running out there. We've got Mark Curran out there. What are the things that you're going to do to differentiate yourself from them? Because I know a lot of the established party, right, a lot of the state central committeemen, they're all leaning towards Mark Curran because he's from Lake County. Um, he's white as heck. He looks like, you know, a normal Republican would, wears a lot of suits, has a lot of expensive books, drinks expensive alcohol. You know what I mean? He seems like the safe bet. You know, what, what would you say to Mark Curran? What would you say to the established Republicans out there um, to get them on your side versus having them go with a traditionalist like Mark? Well, the thing about it is I'm a real person. I'm not what you call a, repu- a country club Republican. I don't drink fancy liqueurs and go to all these fancy, swanky places. I have been going throughout the state of Illinois, and I have been talking to the everyday average Joe, like myself, small town America, small town Illinois, that has never seen a candidate come and talk to them. And Mark Curran, let me tell you, let me put it to you this way. I have been a Republican longer than him. Uh-oh. Oh. He ran for office four times as a Democrat. 
He four did. times. He did. And he failed to tell people. Right. And he failed to tell people that he won four times as a Democrat. I changed over to the Republican Party at the height of Ferguson. I went into being an election judge, uh-huh. uh, breaking up uh, uh, voter fraud, putting several individuals away in East St. Louis for voter fraud, passing out $5 and 40 ounces, breaking hey, up a voter fraud. Mm-hmm. This is George Pearson for Will yes. County. Now, you definitely know that you can put me in that gladiator category because I think you even <laughs> see my sword and shield Uh-oh. out there with our people uh-huh. down there. So here's the deal. There, there's a lot of conversations uh-huh. going on about you all over Facebook yes, right now. And some questions. Oh, yeah. So you need to be able to confront yeah. this. And if you we're, we're yes. going to be honest about ourselves and talk about being gladiators, then we have to be prepared for every single battle that, that's going out there. Right now, you're right. being slayed all over Facebook. Yeah. We need you to start addressing some yeah. of that nonsense out there, if it is nonsense, and, and clear the record. Because you know Will County is trying to stand with you, but it becomes real hard when we don't see yeah. the truth coming out. You know, and, yes. and speaking and of that, I, let, oh, go, I, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Peggy. I've been honest and open about my background everywhere I go. Yes, I was a Democrat, but Donald Trump also was a Democrat. Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. John Anthony, John Anthony was a Democrat. Away. Aaron Thomas <laughs> was never a Democrat, was always a Republican, but go ahead. Country club. But <laughs> I threw myself into this party, heart and soul. I became a uh, Lady uh, Republican Federation under Illinois banner, training the whole nine yards. Election judge went out and, and um, helped candidates like Mike Boss. I voted. Love my actually, boss, Congressman Boss. Right. I actually voted instead of voting for uh, uh, Pat Quinn. As a Democrat, I voted for uh, Rauner because Pat Quinn decided he was going to give illegals driver's licenses. Well, so that yep. was my first aha moment. Peggy, you know, <clears throat> our state chairman, Tim Schneider, um, I think he. We, we, yes. The rumors are that he came and took had a little sidebar with you um, down at the Illinois uh-huh. Republican picnic, and 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 his own version was that he told you that you needed to clean up your message and get on the right page if you wanted to stand a chance in Illinois politics. What, what would you say to Tim Schneider? I would say, let me be me eh. because I'm out here reaching these 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 people. I'm out here in the community. I'm in small rural Illinois. I'm in small towns. I'm talking to people. I'm listening to people. I'm connecting to people. Well, you know, it's, that it's funny that you say a... that because Tim Schneider actually owns a country club. And Peggy, Peggy, I'm, I'm going to tell you, somebody who's actually run for office and won for office and won, that's what it's going to be. That's uh-huh. what it's going to really take for you to get out there and go through about. 12 pairs of gym shoes or, or walking shoes or whatever you're going to do. Uh, I, think, I think that's what you're doing now, and, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show so that you can talk about you know, um, what's being said about you uh, because I'm going to tell you, I think, I think the, the person who actually said this, uh, who's, who you're going back and forth with, she's correct. This will make you a better candidate. It's going to make you, Absolutely. it's going to toughen you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to build you up, and that's why I wanted you to come on. George, you have some? Yeah, so you're, right. you're it, only opponent in this. It's a lot of misconception about me. How long do you have to be a Republican before you run for office? How long do you have to put your blood, sweat, and tears into a party before you run for office? You know, 
people are going to talk and they're going to they're going to spread rumors that are not true. And all of this came from northern Illinois, all because I said no to coming 326 miles for a picnic that I was not scheduled to speak at. Well, let's talk and about I that. And I was Peggy, not going to make that drive. Yeah, you're 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 current. The only one I'm thinking that will even give you any type of obstacle in this race is Mark Curran. For some reason or another, the uh-huh. establishment party is kind of lining up behind them. He said that okay. he doesn't have to do this and he's on completely different side of the issues when it comes to immigration and with President Trump. So you need to start speaking to uh-huh. those issues as well, because, as you say, there's I a have. lot of well, you got to get it out. Those yeah. are, it's not enough. You're not doing enough. This is free, free advice. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, Peggy, you know, this is Aaron over here at Aaron Delmar on Instagram and Twitter. Um, just touching base. You know, here's what I'll tell you. you. You know, one candidate so far that has been amazingly authentic. And, uh, we're, you know, that's really refreshing to see in Illinois politics. Amen. And talking to the three guys right here, um, you know, the three of us being a little bit of color, some of us darker than others. George. We, George. <laughs> yeah, we go down the spectrum. Black no, none of the three of us got here by waiting in line and being a part of the establishment. You know, if we weren't swimming upstream, exactly. none of us would have been here. So we're excited Absolutely. to see what you're doing. And think about this. Each one of us in the room, I know for sure me and John Anthony, a little bit of George, they called us Democrats. They called me a Democrat. Mm-hmm. I took a picture with Hillary Clinton in 2004, and all of a sudden I'm a Democrat for life. So don't, don't buy into that BS. You know what I mean? We have all three of us have all won elections. Some of us are currently elected as chairman to county boards and such. Keep up the good fight, Peggy. We're, you know, we're behind you. But, you know, the fight has got to be taken to them. You know, it's the best defense is a solid offense. And stand with well, the president. They, the, all, solid, that's correct. And I have a candidate that's running that, and it should give anyone pause, that he ran as a Democrat yes. four times. Peggy, that's the music. And, that's So we're going to have to thank. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. We're taking a break. While we do, head to, to Black and White Facebook page. Give us a like and tell us what you think of the show. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here are your hosts, John Anthony and Charles Love. Aaron, what did you say Asian and what? That's what I said. I think we should change the you know the next one, the time you have me on here, instead of being black and right, we'll call it Asian and correct. <laughs> oh, good luck. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer Facebook Live. All right. Now, George, Aaron. Yo. You know our, our, our good um, friends, Fox News, huh. conducted a poll. Recently, correct, right? In this poll, they said that 51% of the of registered voters, not likely voters, that's another key that's right. That's right. Um, measurement, right? Right. right? 51% of registered voters are okay with uh, House Democrats and Nancy Pelosi to proceed with the impeachment inquiry. Right. Go into the numbers, George. What, what, what's going on with that? So Fox decided they would poll 49% of those numbers, 49 uh, Democrats, 40 Republicans, and no independents. Actually, it was 34 percent Democrat. Oh. I mean, uh, Republican. 34. 34. Well, the the breakdown of it, it, it literally to get that yeah. that 100 percent. The problem is, you poll more Democrats and you poll no independents. How is that a true sample? And I think that's part of the problem that we get into with pulling these polls. You're not even actually going after the real electorate, the the, the folks that are actually voting. I'm a county chairman, and I've never received a freaking phone call from any Republican uh, pollster. Neither have I. Look, here's the deal, man. You tell me any answer you want, and I'll get you a poll that'll agree with you. Pretty much. Okay? 
I mean, these, all these Democrats and everybody else, they just want to have a little echo chamber so they can bounce their own ideas off. I mean, even our own Republicans. I and mean, we've got guys over here that are even in the studio, not here with us right now, that like to hear the echo chamber and repeat all about how we've abdicated Chicago to the Democrats and da-da-da. You know who I'm talking about. You know, the polling is the polling. The polling is a snapshot of today, right? Nine, uh, three days before 2016 presidential election, Hillary Clinton was up by nine points. She might have been three days off, but the day of the election, Donald Trump's the president. I mean, and, and that's it. So all they're going to do is they're going to find some sort of evidence that they can concoct or create that's going to back up their own little yep. emotions and feelings, because that's what all of their decisions are based on. You know, why we Republicans that are fair and balanced, we like to make our decisions on facts, facts. on truth. On, uh, Sometimes on, too much. A little bit. And documentation. But, you know, thoughts and feelings, those are good, too. If, if not, it we works. wouldn't have Democrats, right? <laughs> you got to have some feelings in your logic. Right. Some. <laughs> but it can't be the overwhelming factor. Yeah. Oh, I've had feelings all day long. I'm, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. I feel sad. <laughs> I feel hungry. You know what I mean? But, 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 but what does it say to the overall, I mean, when you look at the impeachment inquiry and all that, I, I think what the Democrats are trying to do is paint a picture. I think they're trying to create an entirety uh, because now it looks like to me, they're trying this to bail help. water out of Watch the boat this. is what they're trying to Watch do. Watch this. It looks like they're trying to give cover for those weak-kneed, weak spineless Republicans who, they're try- who may want to try to vote for the impeachment in the Senate. What say you? Well, I'd say is that any, any Republican in the House that votes for impeachment it better be getting a nice, tall, strong cheek because they're going to get lynched. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's what's going to happen. I mean, Hey, you're talking to two black guys, and you're going to use the word lynch. <laughs> Whatever. You, you, you told me when I come onto this show, you wanted me to be me, so here I am, right? <laughs> this is the vernacular that I speak. So, yeah, I think that they're going to be in trouble. I think that anybody that's going to go along with this false narrative yeah. that the Democrats are trying to put on so they can try to win in 2020 is going to have to pay a price, and that price is going to be an elected official seat. I think they also don't have a much faith in their own candidates yeah. out there on that side yeah. for the 2020 race. When you've got, you know, your top three white candidates, your top three white candidates that from the party that's supposed to be the supporter of the minority yeah. group and, you know, supporters of blacks and Hispanics and the Asian community. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Pacific Islander, but OK. Pacific Islander. And yet where where are the black candidates over on the Democrat side? Yeah, they're not even I don't even think they're going to make it to the next stage. The, the four leading candidates are what? White. Oh, and it's the Democrat Party. Oh, yeah. okay. Democrats three white men, three here, white right? men, and one white Harris, woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's falling. She's falling. Oh, well, you know, I was that child. <laughs> <laughs> well, she can't decide what color she is right now anyway. So, so how about this? You, how about to our listeners? Why don't you give us a call? Tell us what's on your mind. How you feel about this Trump poll, the, the impeachment process. Uh, we got two black guys and an Asian. <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> That's our new restaurant. We got, we got a chocolate fortune cookie up in here. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call at 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. Let us know how you feel. What, 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 what the, how you feel about the, what we're talking about with the impeachment. Um, George, what, what, do you, what do you think about Peggy Hubbard um, uh, running for U.S. Senate? I think she's a piece of coal right now that needs to be worked into a diamond. Mm-hmm. She's she's got some great qualities. She's got some potential, but there's a lot of stuff that needs to be cleaned up in that. Oh. And and I tell you, looking at the knuckleheads that are left in that race, you know, um, Thomas Tartar, who couldn't decide whether or not if he was a Trump supporter originally. And I'm serious. I'm 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 literally down. Any any Republican, hear me now. Any Republican in this state that are not supporting my president. You're going to have me to deal with because we need to get that man reelected because there's a lot of great things that that administration has done. And any of these guys that are too cowardly that, you know, as she said, either be a gladiator or can yeah, I say you, that word on my. Are you not entertained? <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> 
There you go. Are you that entertained? Let's go after him. Let's go after him. Support the president. Support his agenda because it's the only thing that's actually been working. We're looking over in the second congressional district where we got 17.9% unemployment. Unemployment. Uh. And majority of that are black Americans. And you turn around and you support a Democrat over there that's actually being supported by a white male out of New York. Give me a break. You sound fired up. Second question. You got August Deucer in there, don't you? You know, he's actually running. (laughs) (laughs) It's only his night time. (laughs) (laughs) George sounds fired up, Dunny. But well, hey, you know, that, here's I, the thing I want to mention real quick. I'm you know, go ahead. I, I mean, that was a great conversation. And uh, you listen to Black and Right on AM 560 Answer. I'm John Anthony. He's Aaron Del Mar, George Pearson. Interact with us. Tell us what you think of the show or what you wanted us to talk about. We shall be right back. AM 560 The Answer. And now, more of Black and Right on AM 560. Here are your hosts, John Anthony and Charles Love. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer Facebook Live. Charles Love is not here today. He will be back next week. Today I'm joined by my good friends. Baby. Aaron Delmar and Aaron Delmar. Aaron Delmar. You tried to sing, Aaron. Baby. <laughs> and my good buddy. George Pearson. G-O underscore Pearson <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, look at him. You can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Facebook and J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter. You That's right. You can follow me over at, at Aaron Delmar on Facebook and at Aaron Delmar on Twitter. So I'm 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 watching I'm watching the news. Um, what was it, a couple of days ago, right? And I see a video clip of Ellen DeGeneres oh who comes on, and she was talking about. Um, I guess uh, people were upset that she was sitting with the former president of the United States, George W. Bush. Yeah. Um, I was amazed by the, the the comments that she was saying. Here's what Ellen had to say. A lot of people were mad, and they did what people do when they're mad. They tweet, and uh, but here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. And, um, exactly. Here's the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay, that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but but I'm friends with people who wear fur. And I, I'm friends with people who are furry, as a matter of fact. I have <laughs> friends who should tweeze more. And I, I have... But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone Aaron? uh here's i'm gonna say something live and i i never thought i would ever say it in my life Here we go. I, I stand i stand with ellen and here's why i could never believe she would stand up and, and, and be like that so i got to give her some props kind of change my opinion a little bit now I, like her i don't always agree with everything she stands says and stands for uh-huh. but i gotta stick with her but you know what this really makes me apparent that we as Republicans have always known that Ellen is now getting a taste of yes. mm-hmm. is that her Absolutely. own people will turn on her ass yep. in a heartbeat yep. if she doesn't yep. sing their anthem and go and be their banner person like you would normally would be. Where's be- the civility? But there is no civility. civility? They like they like First Amendment. They want free speech. They want the ALCU when they agree with your ass. Right. But the second they don't agree with you, the second they don't like something that you do, they'll turn on you just like Republicans will turn on us. And she's now just getting a taste of the, what you, the three of us have been experiencing throughout our <laughs> whole careers in public life. Right now, especially when I came out that I, you know, came out. Especially when I came out as a Republican. I mean, because that's when it really came out, George. Yeah. So he, here's the other key: we go back and we even look at that race with Jack Ryan that that actually started a lot of this nonsense right here in this state of Illinois that ended up electing you know Barack Obama as president. 
we will turn on one another. Absolutely. The Democrats will break out nightsticks and pitchforks. How many how many uh, newspaper reporters and, and, and innocent people have been walking? You know, even I, yeah. right after the Trump rally, it got attacked. Yeah. But they want to tell us that we're not civil. Yeah. I listened to a, another uh, Democrat congresswoman talking about, oh, well, I don't trust them. And, you know, his his speech is going to have some of his supporters out there, you know, going out and, and rioting and destroying everything. But the only folks I'm seeing out there destroying things are Antifa and BLM. It's true. Aaron. Yeah, I mean these guys are lunatics, and I and I'm and I like that Ellen has developed uh, and had this experience because it's authentic, and I encourage you to experience this or what it's like to have your own people turn on you. And again, these are the same people that want to harass us and want us to change everything and have that progressive agenda. You know, the difference between Republicans and Democrats is when uh, when a Republican sees something on television that they don't like. They turn, turn the channel. Or just turn it. When turn Democrats it. see something on television they don't like, they want to remove. They don't want anybody yeah. to see it. They want it yeah. lit on fire. They want it burnt. They want it out of here. You know what I mean? That's the that's it. And and George hit it on the head. Yeah. They're coming out with pitchforks, torches. Yeah. They're going to be lining people up. I mean, this is the way that, that that's their playbook. Yeah. Right? Call us and tell us what you think. What's on your mind? 312-642-5600. That's 312-642-5600. I, I, you know, I, I was actually amazed when Ellen DeGeneres, uh, a good friend of mine uh, over who writes over at Red State, her name is Kira Davis. She actually wrote an article on this. And, I, and I'm sure each one of us uh, can really understand what she says here. She says, I'm black and I work in and around the entertainment business. Every day, everywhere I go, I, I go, people freely and gleefully throw their progressive politics at me. Yeah. They're not lecturing they're just assuming. They're looking at my skin and assuming I'm a liberal, assuming I need a safe space from from big orange Batman, <laughs> assuming <laughs> assuming I agree with every liberal notion on everything from homelessness to public education. George, you, I'm sure, I mean, you're a big, very tall, black, um, dark, and handsome man. I'm sure you get this. <laughs> every once in a while. Every once in a while, because most folks know me right off the right off the bat. As soon as they start that nonsense, I'm I'm quick to cut them short. A lot of times, I'm not even allowed to go to some of the parties with my wife because she's afraid I'm going to start a, <laughs> start a riot inside. But that, hey, baby, I love you. But look yeah, here, bro. that <laughs> it's important because we have been silent for so long, yes. and that's why they feel like they can come to us like that because yeah. we'll sit back in the quiet parts of society and not want to speak up about what our beliefs are, our true beliefs are, and where we stand on this. I don't care. And and that's, it's not about not caring. It's about having the courage and the yeah. dignity to actually say, you know what, guess what, you're wrong. Yes. And that's the problem with most liberals. They don't like to be told I, they're wrong. I don't think it's so wrong, much liberals, though. I think it's the progressives yes. that have taken over the, well, the, the Democrat Party. See, I hear people keep trying to parse these, these different groups, but the mentality is still the same. So... We're going to parse the difference between socialism and communism. It's just a smaller portion of it leading into the next, you know, part of the disaster of it, what it is. That progressivism exists in both parties and actually a few different parties. And that is what actually is the seed that starts this nonsense that has to be stopped. Well, I, you know, I got to give you two guys credit because I feel that as uh, black Republicans that you guys are the one that are most evolved. Out of the African American community. If you think about it, did he say evolved? Right? I said evolved. evolved. Right? I, I did. Go ahead, put that down on Facebook and Twitter. And the reason why is this. Think about this. It, when I when I think about, oh, I got to wrap it up. When I come back, John, I'm going to give you this bit, man. You're going to be able to post about it. Write it down. Let's do it. Coming up next, we're going to take your questions and comments. So get them in right now. You're listening to Face Black and Right on Facebook Live. What are your thoughts on the Trump uh, Fox News poll? What are your thoughts on the Ellen and Bush? Go ahead, get give us a call. Send the questions over through Black and Right. We'll be right back. And now, more of Black and Right on AM560, 
Here are your hosts, John Anthony and Charles Love. I'm going to need stickers. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer, Facebook Live. Uh, Aaron, before we went to the break, you, you, you were going to make a point. Go ahead and make it. No, the point I was going to make, I'll try to be real quick, is that I look at you guys as... Evolving. Yeah, evolving. <laughs> as the reason why is like, you know what? You've identified that the Democratic Party hasn't done anything for African Americans, yeah. right? But if you look at right now, Donald Trump, you. and you look at African American unemployment, black. black, okay, black. No! <laughs> <laughs> if you look at black unemployment right now, it's at an all time low yeah. under a Republican president, right? You need, to ha- you, need, you need to help the black community understand that the Democrats haven't done anything for you, they take your vote for granted. Especially here in Illinois, if not anywhere else, yeah. they just seem to come along, and it doesn't make any sense to me because if you want to if you want to see a social uh, a uh, fiscal conservative, look at a black woman going to Aldi or going to the grocery store yeah. with a list and only a certain amount of budget to be able Absolutely. to spend. Absolutely. You want to talk about a social conservative? Look at a, a black male or female that goes to church every Sunday religiously and believes in what the Bible says and, and listens to what the Lord proclaims. Did you just I mean, say the Lord? That's what I said. Oh, you know God. what I mean? I mean those those, those are the two the two main pieces of being a Republican. And 85, 95% of black Americans follow it, but yet they vote Democrat. You don't have a relationship issue. You have a media issue. You know what I mean? You have to rebrand, yeah. you know, w- what we're about. I mean, you know you this being a homeboy yourself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up the, the point about the churches, and that's a sore spot for me because I see a lot of the black churches turning away from the actual true teaching. And that is one of the things that actually help keep the family together. Being able to, to know that there is somebody that is higher than you, that supreme being, that that spiritual guidance for you. I don't think that's being taught any longer in the no. churches, which is actually has changed the mindset. And a lot of that was even being taught when I was in high school, in, 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 in grade school. But you're no longer being exposed to a lot of that. So that's that's a that's an area that we really need to talk with, especially since Beto O'Rourke is talking about that. He wants oh, to, Beto, Beto Beto needs to sit yeah. down and yeah. shut up. Yeah. You know and again, the, this is what they do. They pull these little things to try to get to soundbite and get unfortunately get folks like us talking about them. But black folks, again, wake up. The man is talking about removing your tax exemption if you if, in fact, you don't support gay marriage. And, you know, I've yet to hear one black leading pastors say anything about this. Yeah, I, 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 I look, I, right. I looked throughout um, the media today and yet, and when he said it, I've yet to see any black pastor or leader say anything about what Beto or what. I think it's a test run. I think a lot of what they're trying now is a test run. And this is why I'm so afraid that if, if president Trump loses, Think about this for a minute. If he loses, this is this. Think about where our society, think about where our, our, our nation will be headed. Think about where our he checkbook isn't. happens. Right. You know what I mean? As a business think owner. Of, think as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, I mean, that I, I stand with Facebook and Mike Zuckerberg. I mean, she scares the crap out of me. You know what I mean? She's going to go and she's going to dismantle the economy. She thinks that she's going to lift all ships. No, she's going to sink all ships right. with her policy. Right. I mean, this woman is almost certifiable. Right. Yeah, she likes she likes to use the minority base when she wants to get advanced at Harvard University right. so she can get a higher position as mm-hmm. a, a professor. But when it comes to hap- helping everyday individuals, she's going to hurt them more than she has. She won't even go on and actually say that her health care plan is going to raise taxes, not just on the right. middle class, but for everybody. She says, well, the, in, in totality, it's going to go down. Can, no. you, you, can anybody here tell me one thing that the government does well? Name what? I mean, schools? Defense? What, de- what? Military? I mean, That's you changed. know? <laughs> Defense? Military? You know, That's I mean, and, 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 as Republicans, we know that the government, sh- the government should have a very limited focus scope. 
clean water, clean yeah. environment, yeah. strong strong protection against foreign invaders. Yeah. You know what I mean? Infrastructure. Those are the limited goals. Policing and fire, right? They, the government doesn't create jobs. No. That's right? right. I mean, and every time well, they do, Obama they're inefficient. Did. Right. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> he expanded, he expanded, yeah, he ex- expanded our, you know, the SEIU and all the different workers that we have. But, theoretically. Theoretically. There's a lot of theoretical. <laughs> My God. You know what, guys? I'm really glad to got, have you guys in here today. I think we're having a very lively discussion. Coming up in hour number two, we're moving over to the radio until 2.30. And then we'll be back on the Facebook live stream from 2.30 to 3. You're listening to Black and Right on Facebook Live with John Anthony, Aaron Del Mar, and George, the man Pearson. Go ahead, Hop Daddy. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. You've tuned into Black and Right. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. And leading that revolution are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Charles Love is off today again, but he will be back next week. But I'm very excited that two of my good friends, Aaron Delmar and George Pearson, are here for the show today. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Aaron Delmar here. Check me out at Aaron Delmar on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yo, yo, people. George Pearson, chair of the Will County Republicans. You can check me out on Twitter at G-E-O underscore Pearson, G-O underscore Pearson, and George Pearson on Facebook. Yes, yes. Make sure you follow us on Facebook as well, Black and White Radio, and you can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Facebook and at J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter. All right, George, Aaron, okay, we've had a very lively discussion. Uh, I wish we could put what we've been talking about during the breaks <laughs> on uh, on the radio, but we can't. But, um, you know, I want to give out the number. Give us a call, 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600. Um, as you guys know, um, there was a, a very important decision that uh, was just made by President Trump. He withdrew our soldiers uh, from outside of Syria, and Turkey is now invading a portion of Syria. Um, George, you and I talked about this earlier before we got here. What was one of the promises that President Trump said when he ran for office? What did he say? That he will be pulling all our troops out of these unnecessary, unwarranted war areas and stop policing the the world. Right. And, and you know... I want to I want to play a clip. Um, it was it was then candidate Trump. Oh, I believe he was president elect elect Trump Correct. when he talked about uh, removing us from all these um, foreign wars. Here's what he had to say: We will stop racing to topple foreign re- and and you understand this foreign regimes that we know nothing about that we shouldn't be involved with. Instead, our focus must be on defeating terrorism. And destroying ISIS. Aaron, did he did he destroy that ISIS? Hey, he's making the moves. You know, I hear all this blowback that we're getting from all from all these congressmen, Republican, Democrats alike, and in Senate. What I'd really like to hear is I want to know what the real deal is because when I want to look at all of their financial filings and who's Absolutely. donating to them. You know, I, you hear all of these congressmen stepping up, and you know we can't stand with the presidents. And then you go and you look at who their donors are, yes. and it's all big defense contractors, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So of course, you know what I mean. He does something like that. That's going to lower the amount of money that they're making. They're going to start pulling on every congressional chain that they have. 
right? Why don't we get the real story from somebody that's a third party that doesn't have a stake in being reelected, and then we can get Uh-oh. some real input on it. You know, that's the, that's the man. There are a bunch of experts that actually were all over the radio talking about, and we're talking about defense experts, people that have actually put on and donned the uniform of the United States. And you're States. one of them, right, George? And I am. I am. And, I, and I'm proud of my time that I served in the United States Navy, and I will not ever, ever turn that time in. And those folks that are being deployed into a lot of these hot zones on a regular basis, away from their families for 18, 24 months at a, at a stretch, they want to come home. They want to start seeing their wives and their children. You want to see what see the divorce rate go down in the military? Get our people back home and let us start securing our own field. We, we've got borders here that we need to be securing. Uh-oh. You went there. Yeah. You, you said that out loud. I, I agree with the rear admiral. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got it right out of the head. I mean, that's, that's really what we need to do. Um, no, we need to find out what the real story is. We need to make adjustments. And, he, and I think Donald Trump's right. We need to stop policing the world. We need to start policing America. We need to have a concentration on what's going on here and less about what's abroad and make sure that we're handling the problems and issues that are here at home that affect Americans' daily lives. I mean, I get in a fight with my wife every day. She says, you know, she's... Hi, Sarah. She, hi, Sarah. I love you, baby. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Um, she gets upset. She says, you know, Donald Trump's ruining America and, you know, that America's in a worse spot. And I, and I say, I, I just don't see that. I go... She's like, you know, Barack Obama was the best president. I go, can you tell me a difference between when Barack Obama was president in your daily life and Donald Trump? And she says, no, but can you? And I said, yeah. yeah. Yes. I open up my I open up my iPhone and I look at my 401k. Right. I look at my, you know, my W-2 and how much taxes are being taken out. And I get my tax return. Yeah, there's an impact. I can see my kids' college education lowering and I could see the development in their savings plan grow. And those are things that are real to me. Those are real things that are happening yeah. in today's life. And I think we need to take a look at why has it happened? Because yeah. we're having discussions now that we've never, ever had before because we have Donald Trump in the White House. Yeah, if, if, if you're just joining us, we, we, we were on Facebook Live for the, for the first hour. Uh, now we're, we're live on AM560, The Answer. So you can either listen to us on, live on, on the radio, AM560, The Answer, or continue to follow us on Facebook Live. Uh, George, um, Aaron, I'm, I'm so glad you talked about uh, elected officials because um, we had a, 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 a senator who actually has been very friendly with President Trump, he's been like president. He's been President Trump's right hand man, <laughs> and, and I'm actually shocked. Here's why I'm shocked because, I mean, this was one of John McCain's really good friends, oh, Lindsay. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's what Senator Lindsey Graham had to say about Trump and and, and Syria. I expect the American president right. to do what's in our national security interest. Mm-hmm. It's never in our national security interest to abandon an ally who's helped us fight ISIS. It's never in our national security interest to create conditions for the reemergence of ISIS. So, I mean, does he make a point, though, George? I mean, as somebody who served, we were, we were, we were neck and neck. We were in the foxholes with, with, with these fighters. Does, is, is he making a valid point about abandoning our allies? No. Two reasons. One, we, we, we want to lump everybody in as one group and the Kurds over there. And that's who we want to say. And there's literally two, maybe even a third fraction that has developed since I've been out. That That's what I'm hearing. And those are the ones, the, those terrorist organizations within the, the Kurdish fighters that have actually went into into areas of Turkey. That And that's what's causing some of this. And let's face it. All the troops that were pulled out, you know, we're talking about anywhere between 800 to a little over a, um, uh, a thousand troops that were actually pulled out of the area. Actual Where's troops. the 50 number coming the, from? The 50 are actual fighters. Those are the, the, you know, your operators that are actually carrying weapons and going into different, you know, hot zones, going into different theaters. A lot of the support troops that are sitting in the behind are actually guiding the weaponry 
that the defense contractors want out mm-hmm. there in the field. I mean, John and George, do you know, have you ever been on the beach and you had lightning strike and it hits the sand? Do you know what happens? Do you know what, what happens? Glass. It creates glass. glass. That's, I've never that, happened. See, that, right. That's what I would, that's what, that would be my, my uh, official suggestion. It's just make the whole level of that area all <laughs> one big sheet wow. of glass. I mean, we have, you know, I know that makes you wildly unpopular in a lot of circles, but the president has been speaking with about force and control. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's a measured response for what we need to do in the area. Yes. Absolutely. We do, you know, we don't need to be policing everyone um, around the world. That's yeah. not the job of the United States. We want to help those in need. We want, we want to, you know, promote democracy and we want to help free other people like we did during our civil war from oppression. But we need to do it when we want, when they want our help. And this, instead of forcing ourselves on communities and countries that don't even want us to be there. You're listening to Black and Right live on AM560, The Answer. Call us. We want to know what's on your mind. 312-642-5600. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings about the Trump withdrawal from Syria? Give us a call. 312-642-5600. Aaron, you hit on a, a great point there that we're looking at the security or going to war as we did when we went doing our civil, uh, our civil war and as, as well as the Revolutionary War. But those were actual wars. What we do today are no longer, should no longer be considered as a war. Wow. You know, we just have to police action. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what right. it is. If you're going to use the military, use them. Mm-hmm. Let them go in there. Let them be the dogs of war that they are. Let them go in there and wreak havoc and do what they do best. Which is how we did this, well, destroy the caliphate. And, and here's the deal. All right. Congress are a bunch of blowhards and they're all <laughs> yes. members of the swamp. Yes. Right. So yeah. here's the deal. Everybody knows that the president cannot declare war. Right? Right. Most people know Correct. that. Us Republicans right. know that. Democrats probably don't know that. But whatever. <laughs> they know the Constitution? They, they, yeah, they've read that they thing. It's like got it. a big C on the front of its <laughs> Constitution, it. right? Everyone went to eighth grade, I'm hoping. Okay. <laughs> but uh, if they didn't, the president cannot declare war. He needs an act of Congress. So he can do what in a policing state. He can send troops over in order to police it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was Donald Trump, uh, President Donald Trump's um, decision to withdraw those troops solely upon him. And he's getting all this flack from all these congressmen and all these senators. Guess what? Congress can declare war. Absolutely. If it's that big of an issue, pass a bill, Correct. send them on over. Right? But they just, they just want to fire a bomb at our own president and light his hair on fire, but they don't want to actually take the steps it needs to do if they really believe in it. Pass it. Pass the legislation. If it's going to pass in both houses, declare war against you know, uh, Turkey or you know, we want to protect Syria. Send the troops in. Yeah, there you go. Take the president out of the equation. But where are all these these Democrats who bring our troops home, bring our troops home? Where are they today? I mean, do you have you heard anybody that's on a Democrat side? They're at the Million Women's March right now. And talking about impeachment. That's the only thing that they have. They're like horses with blinders on. They're sinisterly focused on one issue. That's it, donkeys. Yeah. Oh, I like the jackasses. That's it. Jackasses with blinders on. And this is what they're focusing in on. Nothing else. If it doesn't have anything to do with impeachment, because actually declaring the war and actually doing what they're actually paid to do, that would actually mean that they would have to, they would literally have to do what the the people of the United right. States have sent them to Congress. They need to do. go and earn their 140 grand a year. You yes. know what I mean? And guess what? Any talking about passing good legislation for the American people is not sexy. But you know, talking about impeachment, sexy, 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 impeach, impeach, impeach. All right, coming up on Black and Right, you heard it from Aaron Del Mar, impeach, impeach, impeach. We want to hear from you. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Rudy and uh, his two Ukraine associates that were arrested today. Call in at 312-642-5600. You listen to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony and Charles Love on AM560, The Answer. 
try not to stop laughing. You guys are hilarious. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Uh, my sidekick, Charles Love, is not here this weekend, but I'm joined by Aaron Delmar and George Fisher. We have been dying laughing throughout the breaks. Uh, Aaron Delmar and Hoff Daddy are some of the craziest people we've ever been around. Would I you work agree for the CIA. <laughs> You know, Charles is going to be. No, I'm not really talking about that. that. That's, 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 yeah, it's private. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> give us a call three one two six four two five six zero zero. Anything we've talked about in the last fifteen minutes? We were talking about the Trump troop uh, troop withdrawal. Uh, but let's 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 kind of pivot right now. Right. So, you know, we we talked about impeachment. We've talked about all type of stuff today. Uh, now. We hear that Rudy Giuliani has two associates who helped him uncover a lot of the information about Joe Biden in Ukraine. That these two individuals, who are supposedly Russian, uh, were arrested. Um, um, they had one-way tickets going back to their home countries. George, what's going on with that? Well, first off, where did the arrest occur? Out of what state? Out of what AG? So I like the way the media was in New York. Yes, exactly. So they're they're playing this as if oh the the federal prosecutors have did this, not the New York County, not not these clowns that actually have a burr under their saddle for for President Trump. And again, this is more political BS that's going on in our country that we're actually using the prosecution, using the federal government as a tool to beat up on folks like they did with the IRS. And this is getting ridiculous. Oh, this has been ridiculous for quite some time right now. I mean, <laughs> you call them ass, I call them ass hats. But you know what I mean? One way or another. What I don't understand here is why is nobody talking about Hunter Biden, right? Where's this guy? This guy's persona non grata. He's hiding in a hole somewhere, you know what I mean, next to Saddam Hussein where he was chilling out, hiding out from all this because he's qualified for a $50,000 a month job in Ukraine when his dad is vice president. But hey, don't look behind the curtain. That's Never right. mind any of that. Let's talk about Trump. Let's talk about Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Yeah. Let's talk about why he's so qualified and why he should be earning that kind of money on a board where he doesn't do anything. And then his dad goes and says, hey, let's make this bad, bad prosecutor that's looking at my son go away. But no, let's not concentrate on that. Let's concentrate on, on everything else. But if you notice this story, I mean, what, what's buried in the story that this this was something that happened back in 2018. And, and you know, what I think was happening, they want to silence Rudy Giuliani. Yep. I think I think what Rudy G- yep. Giuliani was able to uncover and and as you know you know senator lindsey graham he he invited rudy to come to the senate um, judiciary to have a a hearing about what was uncovered exactly what do you say george well honestly i think he needs to he needs to go he needs to place this stuff out in the public air it needs to go on the on the record and we need to be able to expose it because unless it's actually on paperwork in congress in doing these hearings we're going to have all this back and forth. Yeah. Now, maybe right now this might be a political strategy because we know our president. He loves he loves to play this strategy game. And he he's actually he's been a master at it. And the Democrats is you know constantly you know cleaning up behind themselves as they're poo pooing all over the sidewalk trying to get into the, the next courthouse mm-hmm. to try to pull them down. So honestly, maybe it's a time and effort. Maybe he's trying to wait and see, you know, if Mike Quigley is right that you know, <laughs> around that Thanksgiving or December, you know, Christmas time that they're going to actually hold the impeachment hearings right. then walk in there and, and lay down all this evidence but after a while the voters are getting tired of hearing this and now we're going to pay attention to it is my concern mm-hmm. I, I would agree with the rear admiral and that <laughs> we need to, we need to have full transparency on everything that we do here i mean 
if you if you think about it, right? Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Let's get it all out there. Let's have you know. Let's kill. Let's kill this whole operation. The Democrats' operation impeachment and their whole malarkey. Um, let's just kill it right now. Let's just let's do it the right way. Let's get all of that out in the open. I mean, they talked about earlier in, our, in the episode that you know about polling that people are fifty one percent, even with the skewed polling that they're doing, are in favor of the inquiry. I'm fine about inquiring about anything. Right. Inquiring minds want to know. If the president is doing something wrong, let's all hear about it and do it. But let's do it the right way. Let's right. do it the congressional yeah. way. Correct. Let's Not congressional, the constitutional way. If somebody's going to make an accusation against the president, he should have the right, like John Anthony and George Pearson, to confront his accuser. Absolutely. Get him out of the closet. Bring him out. Say, okay, you said you're going to do it. Game on. But, but, but is that where we are? As, as, Absolutely. As, are we there as a society today? I don't think we are. I don't think due process. George, you and I were police officers. You and I, if we did what they're doing today against an individual, a citizen of, the, uh, of, of our state, county, whatever, what would happen to us? Bro, we'd be under the jail. And that's exi- exactly what I'm talking about, using the federal prosecution. Uh, the pr- federal prosecutor's office in order to actually go after your political rivals. And this is what they're trying to claim that President Trump is doing by going after, you know, Biden. It- it's not. That's, again, this is corruption that occurred in our election cycle during the, 28, uh, the 2016 election cycle. And this is what they're looking to try to get the rest of the evidence. We went almost four years with this nonsense of collusion. Three, uh, three, a little years, over three, three years, years yeah. and six months. How many, how many millions of dollars have yeah. we spent as taxpayers? Huh. 45. 45 million? That's you uh, and I. They, right. they, they just talked about 20 at first. But if you honestly look at all these different agencies, again, yeah. I go back to New York mm-hmm. and their involvement in all that. You, they're not parsing in all this money that has been spent and the travel expenses of mm-hmm. the Democrat legislators mm-hmm. that went over to talk to a lot of the foreign. How about we just skip all this bullshit and we start working on things that are going to make our country better? How about that? Well, how about we pass legislation that are going to lower taxes girl. that are going to make, uh, you know what I mean? Make our make our economy better. That we're going to institute different practices that are going to build our infrastructure and you know make our water cleaner, make our environment better. And worry about that. Everyone's going after this giant witch hunt, and nothing's getting done in Congress. But I see. I see. I think that's. I think the American people are paying attention to that. And I think when it comes time for 2020 for the presidential election, and I think I really believe the Republicans are going to take back the House, especially if they pull this impeachment thing. They're going to take back the House, and 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 then we'll start seeing that real change, and we'll start seeing Trump being able to push out his agenda. It's not even going to have to happen to that. Once they line up Pocahontas up against Donald Trump and she starts talking about giving everybody things free, 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 it's already been proven that even if she taxes the crap out of the top 1%, that's not enough money to do the things that she wants to do. She's going to have to hit Wall Street, but she's going to have to hit Main Street four times as hard because there's more people on Main Street than there are on Wall Street. Let's talk about the taxation that's going on right here in Illinois because of that exact same Mm -hmm. thing. Everybody is, you know, pushing forth this, you know, progressive tax, you know, the Democrat side, and then they set it up so that none of the legislators can actually go out and talk about the referendum that would be on the ballot. Vote no on this referendum, people. I'm not a I'm not an elected state rep, so vote no. They they literally want to come after it. the progressive income tax. It is an income tax that's not going to affect the rich. That's going to affect the everyday person that's going out and earning a paycheck on a regular basis. Yeah. So and how would that affect somebody like you as a business owner? It's not even as a business owner. Just think about here in Cro- in Crook County. That's right that's here in Crook County, Illinois. I bought a building that I had. My taxes just went up fifty percent in the commercial taxes. 
right? 50%. So you know what that means to me? That means that one of my employees next year when this tax bill comes due is not going to be with us because the salary that I was going to be paying that person (laughs) is not going to be going to giving it to Fritz Keggy and the the socialists down at Cook County so they can redistribute my wealth that I've worked on so Mm -hmm. hard and and, and take away dollars out of the the Delmar family pocket. Here, to all you game heads uh, sitting down in in your mama's basement playing all the online video games, the state of Illinois is now taxing your online gaming. Yes. Right. Well, yes. I, I haven't met a Democrat didn't find a tax that they like so much. I mean, the only time that I've ever seen a Democrat with their hands in their pockets when they're walking down Main Street and it's cold outside. I mean, every day, Republicans like us, we think every day is the 4th of July, and every Democrat out there thinks every day is April 15th. Yep. Uh, then they'll take your gloves if they see you with them. Oh, yeah. They can, yeah. <laughs> you got to share the wealth. He's gotta, yeah, Aaron, you, but, but, maybe but, I should only George, get one you, you said something very powerful, and because I think we, we're not hearing enough about it. This progressive tax is dangerous because, remember— they haven't even put what the rate will be absolutely in this bill. They will again dictate what that will be. Giant. That's and dangerous. Not that, but at they can change it later on. They want to change the Illinois. Listen, to folks at home that are paying attention, yes. they want to change the Illinois Constitution listen so they up. can have a progressive tax, and then they can alter it at any time. That's right. But they do not want to open the Illinois Constitution to talk about pension reform. Right. Nope. They don't want to open up the Illinois Constitution to talk about having fair maps and changing the way that we do our congressional and state house and state senate districts. No, we only want to talk about ways that we can jack the main street man and woman out there for more money. That's another referendum that will be on the ballot this year in 2020, folks. Pay attention. Yep. The fair map agenda. Yes. Make sure that you're voting yes on that and no to this doggone progressive tax. Because anybody calling it a fair tax is a... <laughs> Don't say it. You, you, you can't. I award you no points, <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. Amen. There you go. Amen. That's uh, right. That, that was a very lively discussion about what's happening here. No, in that's Illinois. the no bullshit discussion. That's it, it is. It is. That's it. And but but you know what? If I mean, as somebody who served in the General Assembly, if we, th- these type of conversations need to be had down there because it's not. People it's, are going to say control. that we're biased. They're going to say, "Oh, you guys are Republicans. You three guys are Republicans, and you're biased." I'm like, no. We are the the least amount of biased people. We're the ones that are going to be the straight answer and let you know how it's going to affect you. All right. That will do it for us on AM560, The Answer, live. But I hope you can join us on Facebook Live for the next half hour for a conversation with James Martin, a candidate for the 14th Congressional District. Radio candidate. You won't <laughs> want to miss it. You're listening to AM Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony and Charles Law on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to AM560, The Answer. You're listening on AM560, The Answer. We're back on Facebook Live. Uh, that was a very lively discussion on the radio. And, um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Especially you guys. Uh, what do you, what do you call you, Rear Admiral? Yeah, well, he's the one that was in the Navy. In the Navy. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, this dude. <laughs> I'm John Anthony, alongside my good friends Aaron Delmar and George Pearson. Charles Love is out today. Hey, give us a call. Uh, you've been listening to us on the radio. You've been listening to to those of you who've been listening to us all on um, Facebook Live. Give us a call three one two six four two five six zero zero. Give us a call. Let us know. What you feel, how you feel about the Trump impeachment, how you feel about everything we've talked about. We've talked with uh, senatorial candidate, uh, U.S. senatorial candidate Peggy Hubbard. Um, so the next guest is somebody who I know very well because um, he was actually the chairman for the county in which I live. Um, we're going to be, thank you so much for joining us, um, James Martyr. Oh, he's not there. Oh, he didn't. 
He wasn't able to join us? Okay. Maybe he's filing petitions for another election. Well, <laughs> well, he's not here, so let's continue the, the, the discussion we were talking about. Aaron, um, I think you had it. You, you, you had some very um, enlightened comments, uh, especially about where we face our, where we face, how we, what we're facing as a state and what we're facing as a nation. How do we fix it? How do we get it better? How do, how do we, what are, the, what are the plans, what are the process that we need to do to get it better? What we need to do is we need to change hearts and minds because that's really going to be the key. Because everything is in Illinois is going to be done, a lot of it, on uh, public policy and the way that there's support for, for different changes to our Constitution and different changes to our legislation. And I think that why we continue to let the Democrats dominate the narrative on how we can develop and be, become a better society um, we're not getting our we're not getting our cuts in. We're not getting our punches in. We need to start really with a loud voice going back and saying, "Listen, we've been taxed enough. You're not even using the money that we have efficiency. Do not come back and ask us for more money or more revenue is what they like to call it. Instead mm-hmm. of saying taxing the hell out of you, mm-hmm. they want to talk about getting more money and use the money that we're giving you correctly, and we can talk about getting you more. But that isn't really like I mean, you what's your official capacity, official title as as far as um, local government? Oh, I got a couple. So I'm the Palatine Township Highway Commissioner. I'm the Palatine Township Republican Committeeman. Um, I sit on the fire board and I'm on the Illinois International Port Authority. But isn't it, isn't it important that we begin to think about who are running for these type of positions? Because I, I think we focus so much on our federal positions. We focus so much on our state rep positions that we're not looking at the people who are running for positions that you just spoke of. Well, a lot of these in a lot of areas, it's the feeder team, right? You run for school board, you run for high school district, you run for township government, and then you springboard that into something else. And that's where really, if we, if we as Republicans want to start being competitive, we need to start trying to challenge those seats. We need to go after the farm team. We need to go after people that are running for Kendall County Board and people that are running for Kane County Board. You know what I mean? We have a county chairman right next yeah. to us. So those are the seats we get because we can bring them up. We don't have a farm team. And that's exactly what we're doing in Will County. We, we're challenging everything on the school board. We're going after our townships. We're going after our villages because, again, as you stated, that's our farm team. These are the folks that actually have their name on the ballot, have actually been dealing with the public, getting their name out there, getting their policy and their stances out there. And now we can turn around and use them to, you know, I hate to use the term elevate, but move them into you evolve. know higher. Let's yeah, evolve them, evolve them into, yeah, into a different position. One of the things you had asked Aaron, and he talked about public policy. The only way we're going to change public policy is we actually have good people willing to go down there for the right reasons, to actually vote for the right reason. I I actually had a a state senator that's actually running for elected office right now tell me that he took a stance on not voting one way or the other because it was going to be a compliance issue with him. Well, there's a lot of regulations Uh-oh. that are back and forth. In and this is the nonsense that, again, we, we say it's yeah. inside baseball, but it's not because it's affecting us on a daily basis outside of the, the freaking baseball field. We got to get these folks out of office. So term limits. We yeah. used to think it was voting. Yeah. It's no longer because the average person, again, doesn't know what's going on on the inside. Right. I have an original idea that I want to spring in, guys, and it's even better than term limits, in my opinion. How about this? Let's take compensation from elected officials away. Mm. Uh-oh. There you go. So mm. you no longer have a career mm. in politics. Because, you know, I know guys that used to work at Domino's delivering pizzas, then they get elected to a county office, and they're like, hey, I got to keep I gotta keep on doing what I need to do to stay elected, because right. if not, I'm going back to delivering pizzas. Mm. So that puts you in a compelling argument. If you don't need to have that compensation, that pay to be an elected official, you can go ahead and break a free vote. You're like, hey, I'm doing this because I care about it, not because I need this to make a living to feed my kids and my family. 
then go on ahead. So you're saying, let's go back to citizen legislature. You got Absolutely. it. Like, ooh, maybe they wrote that in the Constitution. Maybe that was something our forefathers thought about, right? No one ever said in the Constitution or in anything that I ever read that said, hey, let's get these guys jobs. Let's get guys like Joe Biden, mm-hmm. a 50-year career yeah. in politics, mm-hmm. and pay this guy 180 grand a year. Hillary Clinton and How the How do they become millionaires off that? Yeah, how, exactly. See, well, that's, right that's part of the legislation that we were talking about. Here the, in the Congress, they're going after, again, they want to go after a lot of the federal, um, down, the, the CEOs like Donald Trump after their, their private money. But these folks are making money literally off of the stock market by being able to control a lot of the legislation that are going in. And you, the, the voter, you don't realize that they are actually making money off of it and don't have to report it. Forget about the stock market. These guys are making money off of speaking fees, off yes. donations, after taking charities and then funneling the money to themselves. Yeah. That's a, I mean, if you, for a life in public government, how did the Clintons have millions and millions of dollars? You heard that All from Aaron Del Mar and George Pearson. Coming up on Black and Right, we'll read your comments, your questions, and we'll try to get um, James Martyr back on the line and have a discussion with James Martyr about his run for Congress and his help. Uh, <laughs> for, hush, Aaron. <laughs> You're listening to Black and Right on Facebook Live. This is Black and Right on AM 560 with Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back to AM 560 The Answer on Facebook Live. I'm John Anthony. My good, good buddy, Aaron Delmar, who I used to work for, actually. We worked together. We worked together, and that's what you would always say. And Will County Republican Chairman George Pearson are here today. Nope, so nope. Uh, I think we have... Um, I think we have every minority Republican in the state in this room. <laughs> well, <laughs> We're all here, guys. We just need Peggy, we need Peggy who's, who's running for right, Senate, too, to right. get here. <laughs> you know, um, back in the 2018 elections, the 14th Congressional District was swept up in... And it was won by a Democrat, uh, Lauren Underwood, who's a nurse, who really didn't really even live in the district. But well, she was living with her parents. She was living with her parents in the basement. But yeah. she uh, she voted in D.C. and all that type of stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think there's a lot of good stuff to go and talk about when it comes to her. Absolutely. But um, looking to take back the 14th is Republican James Martyr. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Black and White, James. Hey, how you doing? Good to hear all my great friends are in studio with you. <laughs> yes, sir. So, James, um, you decided to run in the 14th Congressional. Talk to our listeners yes, and tell sir. them what was your reason. Why? Why are you running for the 14th? Uh, what are you looking to do, and what are your plans? Look, I, I kind of looked at the field and what was shaping up, and I want someone who's, A, going to go to Washington, D.C., back our president, back President Trump, um, fight, fight the swamp creatures, drain the swamp, um, look at everything from a constitutional conservative point of view, join the Freedom Caucus, and re- really go there to do what Americans have been clamoring for Washington D.C. to do, and that's, that's stop the nonsense and let's get back to a limited government and uh, let's, let's take, take Washington back for the people and cut the size and scope of the federal government. So what are your thoughts about in, about this impeachment inquiry, uh, about the process, about how they're handling it? What do you think about it? Talk to the listeners. Look, I think it's a disgusting display of complete partisan hacks on the Democrat side. Look, this started with Hillary Clinton, uh, a Russian collusion fake dossier they, they crafted up. Um, they shopped it to the Attorney General and the Justice Department, who engaged the FBI and FISA judges, all, all in, in what I would call collusion, 
to try to stop an opponent presidential campaign. And when that didn't work, when they lost the election, um, they're trying to, um, you know, overturn the election for the last three years. That sounds great, James. You know what I mean? Well-founded. And, uh, you know, this is Aaron, uh, Aaron Dalmar. James, if you remember me, we we kind of worked with you a little bit when you were running for U.S. How are you doing, bud? So one question Good that I have. Good to hear you. Good to hear you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. A couple of things, James, and I hope you don't take this personally. I just want to ask, you know, in, 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 w- several years ago when you were running against Mark Kirk, you know, you got the support of Palatine Township. We you know we came through an endorsement for you um, because we felt that you were a really strong conservative candidate, you know, and unfortunately you didn't prevail in that race. But since then you've run for office. How many times have you run for office since that time? And that was your first, you, I believe you ran for state rep. You've ran for Congress. How many times? I mean, no, just, never, just once. Just so, once. So, so after, well, actually, so immediately oh, after oh, that, I was, I did actually run for office. That was chairman of the Kendall County Republican Party, and uh, I was elected unanimously. So I, I served for two years as a chairman, like yourself. So I appreciate all the hard work you chairman do. God bless you, George Pearson and Aaron Delmar, for the things you do as chairman, because I know how difficult the job is. Um, and it's paid so well, right? So, so that was the first <laughs> one. That. After that, I, I did get into one race after that. I've never run for state rep. Part of the reason I ran against Mark Kirk is my state rep was Keith Wheeler, my state senator was Jim Oberweiss, and my congressman was Randy Holgren. And, and those guys at the time of, of that race, 2016, all good Republicans. I'm not running against them. And uh, that's kind of what that was. So, Marta, so let me, this is George uh, Pearson. If, right, if and I did, I did run for, for one race after that. I was kind of recruited Jim? from several folks in and around the district. Right. How are you going to win as a perennial candidate? How are you going to win this congressional seat when you got five other guys in there, including the milkman, you know what I mean, who's going to be taking a lot of the oxygen up, and then go on to Lauren Underwood? I mean, are you, have you been fundraising? Have you been funded? How, 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 what is your plan logistically and strategically to win this race outside of just changing hearts and minds? So, so look, I, I've been out in the district campaigning now. It's the first time I've actually been in the race uh, before this time of year. If you look at any race I got in, including the one against Mark Kirk, it was, it was late in September, really didn't get going until October, and uh, didn't file with the FEC until that time. Um, I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. Didn't you go after Adam Kinzinger as well? Yes, that's I was I was in the middle of finishing that, but uh, yeah, yes, that was the one race. So it's the only race I've really been in since Mark Kirk, other than campaigns I've helped manage. So, so let me talk about the village of Oswego. We had four Republican candidates, 2019 consolidated election. I'm the campaign manager for them. Great candidates. Uh, one of them was actually my son. We swept that. We swept all four Nobody of those cares in about office. Oswego. In juris- I, it, I know it's in jurisdiction that Lauren Underwood beat Randy Holkren, and that's why it's important, okay? It's important to understand um, that we can turn this jurisdiction around, that we can win it. So what's the plan? But you, know, you, you, you haven't touched right on message. that. Because, again, nobody. It, what is that message? And that's the one thing I'm asking everybody that's, that's touching Will County. What is that message? We, we, I have not heard that yet from any of the candidates that are in the 14. And that's you, that's Susan, um, um, Sue Resin, um, Oberweiss, Ted Guado. I, I'm not hearing what's going to actually change the minds of those folks living in that district that are going to come out and vote for either of you all. They're showing us polling that they're getting their rears handed to them in the general election, but no one's showing anything how we have a path to victory. Well, well look, I mean, if you look at the numbers in the district, so Randy Holgren had 200,000 votes in 2016. In 2018, 
eighteen, Lauren Underwood wins the district with one hundred and fifty six thousand. That's one hundred. That's forty four thousand vote district or right. difference, right? It is a presidential year, and I'm telling you, part of the reason was. Randy and others were not back in the president very strong, and those folks kind of sat out in that off year. Well, I'm look, the only one who's 100 percent supporting the president. You think they're going to get more votes in, the, in, in that? Hey, hey, um, Mark James, uh, I know Randy. Randy's a very good friend of mine, and I'm going to tell you, Randy did support the president. He was really strong with the president, uh, and Randy and I, we, we, we talked about it throughout his election. So he did support the president. Media may not have reported I, yeah, it as I'm not much. Saying, look, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm saying he wasn't a strong supporter. He wasn't running with it, and he wasn't really out there. It was, it was somewhat lukewarm. And look, and folks, folks recognize that. They realize that. Um, you know, and he did, he did show up down in Murfreesboro, but he didn't use that event, didn't try to get any publicity back in the 14th where we needed it, right? Right. So, you know, I was I'm there that day. I drove down there. I stayed in line with the deplorables. We, and we had a great time, you know, being down there just to support our president. And that's the kind of support that the president supporters want to see someone that actually stands with them. So, James, James. And, and that's that's number one, right? That's right. Number James, one James um, tell the people how to reach you. What, what do you uh, you have a Facebook? You have any social media? You have an online presence anywhere? Yes, everything is my last name, Martyr, M-A-R-T-E-R, the number four Congress. If you do that on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, that's where you can find us the most three. On my website, same thing, www.martyrforcongress.us, as in the United States. And that's how you get a hold of me. I've got got email. I've got a phone number there. You call it. uh, We'll get back to you. I'll get back to you right away. So. Those are the ways you can get a hold of us, and we appreciate all the well, support. You know, back in the president, joining the Freedom Caucus. That's what this is about, and there's nobody else in this race that's doing those Well, James, I know you are a very strong supporter of the president of the United States of America, and that's one of George Tenet's. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, you listen to Black and Right on AM560 Facebook Live. This is Black and Right on AM560 with Charles Love and John Anthony. Woo! Wow. Welcome back to AM560 The Answer on Facebook Live. This has been a power-packed, very high-strong Aaron Delmar. <laughs> Two hey, hours. I'm not going to hold it against George Pearson. He's a good man. Love Will County. Uh, so this Dunkin' Donuts he'll be a I know. I, I think, what coffee did you drink today? Dude, Delmar runs on Dunkin'. Uh, so, Aaron, um, we got two minutes left. Talk to us. What, what are you up to? What are you doing? No, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I know you take a big risk by putting a microphone in front of my oh. face. So I appreciate John going out there on a limb for me. It was great to see my good friend, George Pearson. He's a good guy. Um, love having every minority Republican in one place at the one time. A little worried about getting a terrorist attack, but I think we're going to be safe on our way out of here. Um, and a big shout out to uh, Chewy in the studio room back there. He did a great job today. <laughs> <laughs> Love the t-shirt, man. Okay, George, what's what's next for uh, Will County? What's, what what are you up to? What are you doing? Well, we've got some exciting races coming up. Uh, I mean, we've got contested races all throughout the primary. So I want everybody to realize this is the primary. When you go to your polling place, please ask for a Republican ballot because a lot of the Democrats will sit there at your uh, as election judges and will hand you a Democrat ballot, throw that ballot back in their face, and ask them for the right ballot. You want a Republican ballot in this primary. Check out the WillCountyRepublicans.org website. Find out who your candidates are throughout your area. 
And again, we've we're actually putting in candidates across the board, across um, state Senate, state rep races, as well awesome. as our county board races. We're not waiting on the, the party. We're not waiting on other groups to step up and try to fill these races, because the only way you take back the government is if you're doing a great to. job, by the way, George. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. And when I, you know, I want to echo that, too. If you want to be around fellow Republicans, if you want a monthly meeting to go to the hot spot to be is Palatine Township. I'm the Palatine Township Committee. We have monthly meetings the first Saturday of every single month. That's right. The first Saturday of every month in Palatine. We have featured speakers. We have wonderful Republicans there. We usually have about 80 to 100 people every first Saturday of every month at the Palatine Township Republican Headquarters. The meeting doors open at 830. Um, our meetings kick off at 9 o'clock. Free coffee and donuts for all registered Republicans. Democrats can wait outside. And uh, it's a great time. We're going to be having Jeannie Ives as our next speaker at the next meeting. So it should be wonderful and very high intense. And you know what? That's the end of the show, you guys. You wow. guys were awesome. You guys These are handsome, hours. and I love you both These, so much. Hey, go <laughs> check out the podcast. Go AM560, The Answer. Check out the podcast of today's show. Charles Love will be with us um, next week. Uh, goodbye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.